Welcome to Evangel Church. Our mission is to bring people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at evangelchurch.com. Walking out the door, just walking outside and walking, and nobody can stop me. Freedom to me means being able to ride my bike every day, <laughs> whenever I want to, wherever I want. Freedom to me means the ability to choose for yourself, and to, I don't know more than anything to be able to be yourself. Freedom means to me like, you know, like being content with yourself and, you know, you being able to be content with yourself. Freedom to me means not being afraid to express yourself any way you like in a country where truly anything is possible. Nobody's stopping you. Freedom means choice. Freedom means the ability to do and, and say what you want. To do whatever you want to do when you want to do it. And not have to answer to anybody. Just being happy. That's it. My version of freedom, and it led me to a, somewhere totally different than actually being free. It was limitless to what I was able to do. I really hadn't, there was no holes bar on the kind of freedom I have. And all that false freedom has led to actually just being put into bondage. I became an overweight child. I was picked on, I was laughed at, I was bullied, I was ridiculed. I felt rejected, unloved, and ugly. I gave up my name, I gave up who I was, you know, all for the sake because I thought I had freedom. There was nothing but false freedom. It's amazing walking around our community, our very area, and asking this one question, what is freedom? On a weekend like this, when we come together as a nation to celebrate, what is it we're celebrating? Our independence, our freedom. On a day for the last 240 years that we as a nation have gathered together to celebrate freedom. We are in a day and age today where you can ask 20 people what freedom means and may get 20 different answers. And you got to see some of those just there. And today we're going to take some time and we're going to unpackage from God's word and try to answer that very question. What is freedom? What is freedom really? Because as we talk about it, and you'll hear these different things or ideas that circulate around, one of them is freedom is the ability to do whatever I want, whenever I want, with nobody telling me what to do. I love that older gentleman that said that, right? And the lady next to him is kind of rolling her eyes a little bit as, as he's talking to her. But on this day and age, we as a nation, we gather together to celebrate this very idea of freedom. 
It's a freedom that we've had for the last 240 years tomorrow. Can you believe it? When we first declared our independence, that that freedom, it encompasses us being able to come together today and lift up the name of Jesus without any worry of persecution or anyone coming in here and shutting down what we are doing. There is no uh, oppression against what we are able to share about our love for him. There are different parts of the world. That freedom is not extended. So we get the opportunity to gather under that freedom and experience the benefits of that freedom. You and I, we're we're benefiting from it right now. This past week, when we had over 700 children and 250 of you that gave your blood, sweat, and tears all week to serve them with the love of Jesus Christ. We are free to be able to do that. And because of that, eternities have been changed just through what happened over the last week during VBS. Amen? Thank you so much. Can we thank our volunteers and those that served us in that way again? We can't thank you enough. Pastor Marsha, the entire team, they did an incredible incredible job. But we have the freedom to do that. And now there are going to be children and generations that we're believing are going to walk in freedom because of our freedom that we have to share about the love of Christ. But this idea of freedom has gotten changed over time. In fact, it's become, in many ways, I believe, counterfeit. And there's a warning that comes to us from God's word because we need to understand what freedom really is and how we are called to carry out and live out that freedom that we're given. So let's take a look together at God's word. I want you to look at the screens with me this morning. We're going to be taking a look at a a verse in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. In this passage of scripture, the apostle Paul is speaking to a group of believers, and as he's speaking to them, he's worried for them about how they're using the freedom that they have. Here's what he says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Take a look at it. It says, for you have been called to live in freedom. My brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature, but instead use your freedom to serve one another in love. There's a a statement that's made here to open up this verse and God's word testifies to this truth that you and I, we were not created to live in bondage. We were not created to carry burdens that were greater than we are. We're not created for anything but freedom. We were designed by our creator for freedom, to free, freedom to have relationship with him, freedom to know God, not freedom to be held in slavery or in bondage or trapped and tied up in any way. We were created for freedom and in freedom and with freedom in mind. And we were called, the Bible says, to live in freedom. It's God's desire for your life that you would walk in freedom. Free from the many things that could plague us in this life and in this broken world that we're in. You and I, we've been called to that freedom. And there are great lengths that God went to to secure that freedom for us. And today... Today, my prayer is that I don't know how every one of us came into this room, but my prayer is that you would leave here today truly free. That you would be truly free in every way. And today, we need to realize we're created and called to live in that freedom, to experience freedom. God's desire for your life is that you would walk and live in freedom. But there's a warning that comes along with it. Let's look again here at Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. It says, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. 
Do you need to be careful with how you use freedom? Because there is someone who's the enemy of our souls that we've been talking about over the last weeks during our suit up series, the one that we are called to stand against, who has masqueraded around a lie, a false sense of freedom that many people take hold of. And it's a freedom that ultimately leads you towards a choice to sin. Did you hear the one lady in that video whenever there was a question asked, what does freedom mean? She said, freedom is choice. And you and I, if you're free, you have a choice. There's others in different parts of the world that they don't have that kind of freedom to choose. And so with that choice, with that freedom we've been given, Paul says, are we going to use, don't use that freedom to indulge in sin because it's going to lead you down a path that you could never imagine. And I want you to know today that sin is masquerading around this world with a disguise, and the disguise is this, freedom. This is what freedom really is. And we could see that, and we could say, you know what, it's a free country. How many of you have said that to your parents or to whoever? It's a free country. I could do whatever I want to. It's a free country. I don't have to take out the trash. Yeah, it's a free country. This house doesn't operate under those rules, though. And, and you'll, you'll get, we'll get so defined. I want you to know that in that, the enemy's at work. He's propagating this idea of freedom that is a false freedom. And I, I want you to know because we must be aware of it because that freedom is not a freedom that will lead to life. It's a freedom that will actually lead to death. And so for us to understand that, I want you to take a look at someone's story. His name is Danny. And he's from our very area. He's from Cranford, New Jersey, not far, stone's throw from here. But this is a picture for you, church, of how that idea of false freedom, if you buy into it, and if you walk that road, where it can really lead you to. Take a look with me at Danny's story. My name is Danny. I'm 30 years old. I'm from Cranford, New Jersey. I start my story when I was born. My parents got divorced. My mom stayed in New Jersey, and my father went to Florida. I went back and forth my whole life trying to find out who I was, trying to find my identity. More often than not, I would uh, side with my father. There was just, he wanted to be uh, more of a friend to me than a father. He would just let me do whatever I wanted, stay up as late as I wanted, eat whatever I wanted, hang out who I wanted to hang out with. So uh, there was a friend of the family, a close friend of the family's. Um, he worked with my stepfather. They were truck drivers together. And uh, he had a son, a godson, that was around the same age as me and my brother. And we would hang over at uh, his house on the weekends, you know, watch movies, play video games. And for many years, nothing happened. And then just one, one day, I was, happened to get molested by this man. And it kind of shut me off. And I didn't know how to act. And again, me trying to be a nice person, I didn't want to get anyone in trouble. And I didn't say anything, and because I didn't say anything, this happened for about six more months. That kind of just led after that, I mean, I walked around with such this dark secret of people couldn't know who I was, but I was just so confused after that, and I struggled with bisexuality, and just to come in front of you guys and even talk in front of the church about that, I mean, it's hard for me. My father uh, offered me prescription pills when I was 15 years old and I just, I fell in love with with how it felt, you know, I, didn't, I felt like I didn't have to lie anymore on the inside, it just it made all that pain go away. 
And I thought that was love. When the medication runs out, you have to take more and more. You know, the first time is one, then two, then four, then six. And this led to my 21st birthday. And uh, we couldn't find any pain pills. But my father found heroin for the first time. So I tried heroin the first time on my 21st birthday when most kids go out and find out who they are in uh, adulthood. There I was, I was just crying in the bathroom floor, like something in my spirit just knew, like my life was never gonna be the same again. This led to me being homeless in Florida with my brother. So in my desperation of uh, just trying to find answers, trying to find release, trying to find you know healing through all the things that I went through, um, my brother had a friend and he was a Satanist and uh, he started telling me if I would pray to the enemy that I can get everything back that I ever lost, you know, all your prayers will be answered today. And I was just so desperately in need of an answer that I, I, I really believed these things on my heart and that I would able to be get a, I would get freedom back, I would get, get my life back. There was definitely no freedom whatsoever. I stole from people, I robbed from people, ended up in jail, ended up in real, real prison. I mean, and all this because I thought, you know, it was freedom. I thought I was free to do whatever I wanted and it actually just took everything from me. It's one of the most gripping stories that I've ever heard in someone's life of the picture of sin's ultimate effect in the road that it has everyone on that would indulge. This idea of freedom that is a counterfeit freedom, it's a false freedom, this idea, I can do whatever I want, wherever I want, whenever I want, I am free to indulge in anything that I want. That's what freedom really is. The Bible warns, don't use your freedom to give in to sin. Sin means walking in a way that's contrary to what God has outlined for us. He has created us. He did not create us in such a way that we could weather the effects of sin in our lives. We are not immune to it. If we walk outside of how God has created us to be, how he's created us to live, if we begin to give way to sin, sin always has one end. It's death. Sin will always lead to death eventually. And you could see how Danny so innocently, even as a child, bought into this idea that that's what freedom really was and it was so attractive, so enticing to him. Before long, he made small compromises that led to larger ones and, and he was in an environment surrounded by more and more opportunities and every time he thought it was more and more freedom, but it ended up being more and more bondage. It ended up the things that he thought he was free to do were putting chains around him, weighing him down, holding him back until eventually he's in prison. But what led him there? It was freedom at every turn. This idea of false freedom is a counterfeit freedom that the enemy of your soul has set up and has sent and circulated around this world and there are so many of us. I'm talking to some of you today. You will put your faith in Jesus but guess what? You've bought the lie. You are taking part in the counterfeit and you feel like, you know what? I have my freedom but I've done what God's word says I should and I've used that freedom to indulge in sin. I've used that freedom to step outside of what God has for me and has called me to live my life by. 
And because of that, you have to know that that counterfeit is going to eat away at you. It is leading down a road towards more pain, more destruction, more turmoil. Here's what God's word says clearly. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 34, that it truly, truly, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. It has an addictive quality to it. Sin does. Now you'd say, well, what, no, that's just drugs, that's just alcohol, that's just these certain things. No, sin in and of itself has an addictive property. It makes you a captive to it. And you will find, just like Danny finds, that you may think you have the power over it, and over time you start to realize that it has great power over you. And it may not be one of the things that hit high on the radar of many people, but you know inwardly. I'm talking to some of you today, you know what that is like. You're walking with that and you're experiencing that and you don't know what to do. You've tried every other way to be free. But really, you don't have it because you bought into a false freedom and you don't feel that you're free today, truly free, as God's word says we can be. So Danny had bought into this false sense of freedom. He had bought into it hook, line, and sinker and he continued down that road on, on a pursuit of happiness that was compromising his wholeness. And you could hear, and I heard audibly in both services as you hear about Danny's dad who started out just wanting to be a friend, wanting to give his son whatever he needed, saw how much turmoil his son is in, starts to introduce him to pain medications. Some of you say, how could he? Because he was trying to be a good father. He was trying to figure out, well, I just want to make him happy. I just want to make the pain go away. I just want to pacify what he's going through. And before long, him and Danny are bound in addiction, bound in drugs, bound in hopelessness, not sure where to go. You could look at any individual, but here's what you need to know. There is a very real enemy of all of our souls. And it's not someone that's flesh and blood. It's Satan. It's the devil himself. And he has set himself up and he has a mission statement. There's a mission statement that he has just like some of the organizations that you work for, just like this church has a mission statement. Satan has a mission statement. Do you want to know what it is? Here it is, to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his purpose. That's what he desires to do. And guess what? He's doing it all around. And before long, there are people that are living in hopelessness, wondering where is the end for me? Where is the end to the pain and the prison and the bondage that I'm in right now. I thought I was free, but I'm a captive. And before long, people see, and some people begin to realize maybe death is the only way out of this. That there's nothing I can do in and of my own strength, in and of my own power to be free. How can I find freedom? You see, this false freedom is a counterfeit freedom. And how can we understand it and how can we overcome it? That's what we need to be asking ourselves. Well, there's something I just heard about a week ago. I was speaking with some of the leaders in our church, and as they were talking, um, they began to talk about counterfeit money. And it was kind of an aside, a rabbit trail in our conversation, I thought, but, it, but God's using it right now as I was reading his word to bring this right full circle. They said, whenever there are those that have to work with large quantities of money, they have to train them so that they understand how to guard against counterfeit money. And they said, what some have chosen to do, and they found it very successful, is instead of teaching them all the different ways and all the different types of counterfeit bills and say, well, this could be a counterfeit and this could be and this, and the thousand different ways that people are counterfeiting, they said, instead of putting our focus there, let's just focus on the real thing and know it in every which way. And guess what? When you know the real thing, you can tell the counterfeit pretty quickly. 
And I go all the way back to God's word. And Jesus says, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. But here's what he also said. He said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John chapter eight, verse 32, it's exactly what he says. He says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth has the power to set you free from the counterfeit lie, the false freedom that has been circulating through this world since creation that many have bought into. Whether you have a relationship with Christ or you don't, you could be struggling in this area. There's a part of your life that you're not walking in that freedom. You found yourself tied up. You found yourself stuck in some way or another and it's not leading you in the right direction. This false freedom, the only thing that has the power to set you free when you take hold in it is truth, is the truth. And you say, what is the truth then? Jesus came to show us the truth. You know what he said? Because his disciples were continually asking him. Everyone was asking him this question. What is the right way to live? What is the way to where you're going? What is the truth? And here's what Jesus said in John chapter 14. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. If you see Jesus, you see the truth. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the way. And no one comes to the Father except through him. This is what he says. This is what God's word declares. He is the truth. And that truth, Jesus has the power to set you free. And here's what he says in John chapter eight. He says, if the son sets you free, then you're truly free. You're free indeed. That's a freedom that is true freedom. We see that there's a false freedom, a freedom that this world would offer, a freedom to indulge and do anything you want, but every part of that freedom has hooks attached to it, and it's sin, and it leads you towards death, not towards life. The true freedom that Christ brings, it brings life abundant. It brings blessing, not curses. It brings you into a newness of life. It doesn't drain away your life and bring you to the end of yourself. It gives you a brand new life. The Bible says if anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed. Behold, all things are new. If you're in Christ, then you've been set free by true, true freedom that comes through knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. He has the power to set us free. And when you know the truth and that, when you understand the good news, that the greatest act of freedom was not the signing of a declaration, it was not ink that was spilled on, from a quill onto an old document that now sits behind encased glass. It was blood from our Savior that dripped and fell on Calvary's hill that trickled down a cross. And at that place, when Jesus died for our sins, it was the greatest act of liberation in history. It was when he set every captive free, every person. Because guess what? Are there any of us that are immune to sin's power? No. The Bible says all have sinned. That is so powerful to think that without, without Christ, we have no hope in our sin. I want you to know something today. You may think that your sin is small compared to the other person's, compared to Danny's, whatever you see on television. I want you to know something today, that the wages of all sin is death. And God doesn't see that sin any differently than any other sin that has not yet been forgiven by Jesus Christ. And you may think today that you have control over that sin, but I'll tell you, it may be a day, it may be a week, it may be a month, but you could be standing here again and you will find out that that sin actually has control over you. You've believed the lie 
The lie is that you have power over your sin. No, if you've bought into this false freedom and you're using it to give way to sin, that sin has power over you. And there's only one way to freedom. It's the truth. The truth is Jesus Christ, your Lord, your Savior. And it's only through coming to him and experiencing his forgiveness in your life, knowing the truth that can set you free. And that's exactly what has happened. It happened in my life. Is there anyone else that's free today because of what Christ has done? Praise the Lord. He's done it. He's done it in your life. We celebrate. That's why we sang those songs. That's why we sing. That's why we dance. That's why we lift our voices. Because we're free. We've tasted that true freedom. It's not a freedom this world can give us. It's not a freedom this world could take away. I don't care what things are being passed, what legislation is being passed. There is one freedom that will never change. It's the freedom that Christ brings. It can never be amended, changed, or ratified. It's a freedom that extends to us from generation to generation for eternity for those that believe. And whenever that happens in someone's life, it changes everything. I'm so thankful today that that video I showed you and that story of Danny's was not the end of Danny's story because there was a moment in time when he came to know Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And when he learned the truth that had the power to set him free, and that ultimately led him to Teen Challenge, New Jersey, and it led him to a place where he can now tell the rest of his story, and we could celebrate that freedom with him. Let's take a look at the rest of Danny's story. When I heard about Jesus for the first time, and my heart really got touched, I mean, that's when real freedom was revealed to me. I was able to get to a Teen Challenge program, and my life just started changing dramatically. So I came to the program and they started teaching me about Christ. And, but I started finding out who Christ was for myself and just everything started changing where true freedom started coming in where, you know, where the enemy in the world told me I was rejected, ugly and unloved. I mean, Jesus' word told me, you know, I was beautiful, I was, I was chosen, I was, I was holy, I was dearly loved. You know, where, uh, where the enemy told me I had to be had stuck with bitterness and hate in my heart and had to continue on living with that. I mean, he said, uh, I was free. I, he forgave me and I was able to forgive others. And where I was stuck in sexual sin and where I thought I was going to be like that forever in bondage. I mean, Jesus, he just told me so ever so quietly, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have gone. Behold, all things are new. But the greatest part is the way like when you meet Christ and freedom spreads to you through your family. I started praying for my family three, four years ago. I was praying for my mother, my father, my sister. My mother was struggling with anti-depression medication. She lost her job. She had suicidal thoughts. Her husband had a heart attack. His heart dropped to 35%. He lost his trucker's job. They were struggling financially. They were going to have a divorce. Their youngest daughter, my, my sister, she was struggling uh, also with obesity. She was about 200 pounds overweight. She struggled with depression also. These are little things that I would go to and pray to. And uh, little by little, I mean, just because of my obedience that I stepped out, I mean, God started freeing the rest of my family. I mean, my mom's no longer on antidepressant medication. She has a job. Her husband's heart went back to 75%. My sister, she lost 200%, but the best part is they all found Jesus Christ. They all go to church today, they all serve God. I mean, and that was one of the greatest gifts that I had. And the best was just the way Christ touched my father, the one that introduced me into heroin. It was about two months ago, he called me and uh, he just got out of jail. He said he had a seizure. He 
said he, uh, he almost bit his tongue off. And he dropped to the floor, and all I could just think of all the bad things that he ever done in life. He said, I just think of you, Danny, for some reason. Just, I had to go to church. It's like even that freedom just went to somebody that I thought it was impossible to reach. And my father knows Christ today. And I can honestly say I'm truly free, and nothing can ever take me back. Amen. So amazing how that freedom didn't just touch Danny's life, but it started to go out from there and started to touch his family, his loved ones, his mom, his sister, his dad. That they know Christ now and have experienced his forgiveness. You see the power of true freedom, church? It leads to life and life abundance. It leads to great liberation, great freedom from all those things. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. It doesn't matter how low you might think you are right now. The sun can set you free. And when you're free like that, it's free indeed. And that freedom rings out. That freedom echoes out. It isn't a freedom that's even contained within your own life. But those around you start to experience the freedom that Christ can bring. You know why? Because they see the truth and the lie, the counterfeit, becomes exposed. Jesus in John chapter 8 verse 44 he begins to talk about the enemy. He begins to talk about the devil. And here's what he says. He says, you belong to the Father, the devil, and you carry out his desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. There's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. He is a liar and the father of lies. And you know what the best thing is, the best antidote to the lie is? The truth. And that doesn't matter if you've been deceived by the lies of the enemy. When the sun comes, when the truth comes, the truth sets you free. And Danny's free today. I'm so thankful for the freedom that's coming to his life. He's free. He's graduated Teen Challenge now in New Jersey. Praise God. And he's actually this weekend celebrating with his family. And can we celebrate that freedom with him? And today... I want to tell you, we have in our services a bunch of men from Teen Challenge New Jersey, some of those that know Danny personally that have been in the program with him, and they're with us in our service today. And I want to tell you, that was Danny's story, but many of their lives have those same kinds of stories of how God's moving in power. So men, would you stand up, and we just want to welcome them to our service as well. Praise the Lord. We partnered with them to help see them reaching more men and see more people walk in the freedom that only Jesus can bring. You can be seated, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Today's a day that I just believe God wants to bring freedom into more hearts and more lives. It's a day that I know you're looking forward this weekend, whether tonight or tomorrow or last night, to watch fireworks and to sit back and to feel good about the freedom that we have as a nation. But I want to tell you, what good is that if you're not free? What good is that if you have to live in bondage and you feel like every day you're in a prison cell, although you can walk and roam wherever you want to? You know and you are weighed down by it. Well, today, Jesus is here. And the Spirit of the Lord is here. And you could feel it from the moment you walked in. I pray and trust that you've been feeling his presence here. And here's what God's word says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. It says, the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I want you to know today that God is here and his desire is that you'd be free. That you'd be free indeed. That you'd experience full freedom, not false freedom. True freedom, not the counterfeit anymore. And so today, I want to give you an opportunity 
to do that and to press into that. This message today is for everyone. And I know that God has it in store that you're here today. It's what we would call a divine appointment. And so would every one of us, would you just bow your hearts with me and bow your heads right now? I don't want you to think about the person that's on your left or on your right. I don't want you to think about what's going on anytime in the future, later today or tomorrow. I want you to just think about this moment because it's the moment that I believe God wants to speak to every heart in life. And the first one that I would address today is if you have never experienced the freedom that Christ can bring into your life, you've never made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, you've never asked him to forgive you of your sins. He died, he paid the penalty. You're right, when you, if you feel completely hopeless in your struggle against sin and that death would be the only answer, Death was the only answer. It was the answer. And Jesus took on that punishment on the cross. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so today, it doesn't matter what has shamed your past. It doesn't matter what you're walking through in the present. Here's what I know. Jesus died and he loves you. And he will forgive you of your sins if you're willing to call upon his name and ask him for his forgiveness. If you're willing to turn from your sins and receive Jesus. The Bible says that everyone, and I mean everyone who calls upon his name will be saved. You don't have to be good enough and you don't have to clean up your life. You just come to Jesus in this moment. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, this is a moment between you and God. You alone know the condition of your heart. And right now, if you're ready to begin a brand new relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm gonna ask you to lift your hand right above your head if that's you. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand right where you're at. Praise God, hands going up. Is there anyone else? If that's you, just lift your hand right where you're sitting. I see some hands here. Anyone else? Lift it up so that I could see it right where it's at. Great, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I see hands going up in the balcony. I see hands going up all around. Praise God, here's what we're gonna do today. I have a team, we have some people, Pastor Ron's one of our pastors. We want to be able to pray with you. And so at this time right now, there's some ushers, and if you're there, ushers, would you just go to the end of those rows where people have raised their hands? They're just gonna usher you out as we all stand in just a moment. And you're going to head out into another room. You're going to talk with one of our pastors. We're going to pray with you and help you begin that brand new relationship. So let's all stand right now. And can we praise the Lord with those that are making that decision for the first time? Let's all stand. And those that raised your hands, just please step to the end of your row. And we're going to walk you right over here. And we're going to pray with you. Thank God for what he's doing in hearts and lives. Praise the Lord. But I want to talk to the rest of us here today. Here's my question. What is freedom and are you experiencing the free indeed that Jesus promises? Because I want to believe today that every one of us are able to experience and walk in that. But I know the world that we live in. I know that everywhere you walk, you may feel that freedom here today. But tomorrow you walk out into a world where the hooks of the enemy, they're planted in you. You've given way to areas of your life where you're indulging in sin. You, you've compromised it. And I tell you what, it isn't until a moment like now in the presence of God that you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit over it. I want you to know something today. If you're walking in sin, you're not walking in freedom. It's a false freedom. And I want you to know today that the Spirit of the Lord is here. God is here, not to bring condemnation, but to bring freedom. Not to bring guilt upon you, but to set you free from it. So I don't need to know what you're walking through. I don't need to know any of those things. But here's what I have to plead with you. Don't continue down that path. Today is a moment, a moment that I believe God has given you. A moment for you to turn from that and to cling to Him again and to experience the beauty of true freedom in His presence. 
And so right where you're at, will you make an altar before the Lord? And will you search your heart with me in these last moments that we have? Every single one of us, bow your heads, close your eyes. Don't let pride, don't let worry, don't let concern over what anyone thinks get in the way of this moment. I want to tell you something. I don't know if you've accepted Jesus a day ago, a year ago, whatever it is. There could be areas of your life that are not yet fully surrendered to him. And today's a day that he wants to bring freedom to you. He doesn't just want you to be free. He wants you to be free indeed. Free from those things that can so easily entangle you, the Bible says. Free to walk differently out of here. Some of you thought you were just coming to a church service again, but you're going to walk out of here different today because the Spirit of the Lord is going to bring freedom into your life. But here's what it starts with. It starts with you acknowledging your need to be free and you calling upon the Lord's name. You repenting. To repent means to turn. You need to make a a commitment before God right now in this moment. Lord, it's done. It's cut. It's severed. It's over. Lord, I'm turning from it. Lord, I leave it at your feet today and I walk in the freedom that you have for me. And as you do that, he is able, he is able and powerful and mighty to save, the Bible says, and he'll carry you into that freedom. So right now, right where you're at, bow your heads and open your heart to the Lord right now. And if that's you and you're in that place, I'm going to pray over all of us. And I want you just to begin to cry out to the Lord. I want you to begin to turn over those things to him. And I'm just going to believe that as we're doing this in the spirit, chains are falling to the ground. And the spirit of Jesus Christ is bringing freedom to every captive in the house today. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Lord God. We come, our hearts are pricked, are heavy, Lord God. We acknowledge, Lord, there are areas that we need your freedom to reign, your freedom to flow, your freedom to bring us, Lord God, into a truly free life, Lord God. Lord, we won't be hindered by it anymore. Lord God, we won't be compromised, and Lord, we won't be deceived anymore by the enemy to believe that it's okay, Lord God. We see your standard of righteousness, and we pray today, Lord God, that as there is a turning of hearts, Lord God, chains are falling. Lord, I thank you that just as the enemy has a mission statement to kill, steal, and destroy, your mission statement is this, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to set the captives free. And so, Lord Jesus, bring freedom today, we pray. Lord, I pray that as we worship, as we open our mouths, Lord God, as your people cry out to you, Lord God, I pray that freedom would truly reign in this place and in their hearts and in their lives and in their homes, Lord God. Lord, I pray that after this weekend, there will be a marked difference because of the freedom that your Holy Spirit will bring. In Jesus' name, begin to cry out to the Lord. Amen. Amen, Lord God. We thank you for it. We thank you for your freedom, Lord God. We thank you for the freedom that only you can bring. These altars are going to be open. We're going to sing Freedom Reigns. Would you make that your closing prayer? We have a few minutes. There's no need to rush out. Come up to these altars. Come make a place before the Lord. If someone you'd like someone to pray with you, grab someone. The altar workers will stay over by the walls, and you can go to them and approach them. But church, with one voice, can we just make this our prayer that freedom reigns in this place and in this place. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Happy Fourth of July weekend. Let's celebrate God's freedom.